Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, That means you're basically like a VIP member and there's two different levels that you can, you know, subscribe to and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get or exclusive merch, exclusive merch. You could get um, first dibs on signing up for a live show. You get episodes with no commercials. You get our video because our video is no longer available on YouTube. It is only on Patreon. And the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows. So if you are far away and you couldn't make our last live show it will be on the website we're going to record this future live show it's going to be on patreon but also bonus episodes each month you guys tell us all the time you want more episodes this is a way for you to get more episodes so you're going to get our basic tuesday thursdays that we always put out right but if you're on a patreon your vip you're going to get more I can't wait to talk about in detail some more stories because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law-splain. I might read a book. <laughs> they just unsubscribed. <laughs> they. This is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. So if that is breaking some of your hearts, just go ahead and subscribe now. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this This is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Show the end. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Vibing or were you vibing?
happen. Caroline's in mourning. I'm still We're in mourning. All in mourning. What the fuck is that? It's got to be Mike. <laughs> he just ruined our mourning. Was that the morning chimes? <laughs> what? Guys, we're in morning 100%. But you know what? I feel like Tina's with me. Hey, y'all, this is April. Oh, this is Caroline. Bloody happy hour Thursday edition. Welcome um, to the show. Thirsty Thursday. Are you pretty thirsty today? I'm parched. 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 I hope you guys are joining us with a drink. I am drinking on some of Caroline's whiskey. And I'm drinking on some of my whiskey, too. What kind is it? Um, it's called Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden. Yeah, it's lovely. Well, it is pretty it good. It is a good sipping whiskey. Uh-huh, because I'm just sipping it straight. Because you I just, don't that's all anything. you need to do is sip it. You don't need to mix it with anything. You just sip on it. I love it. You just sip on it, just nice and easy calmly and in a nice way <laughs> sip on it um are we gonna sip on some murder today too oh my gosh we actually are can i tell you that i just almost had a panic attack oh gosh again again i don't know i feel like you always almost have a panic attack <laughs> no, but i've never really actually had one uh, have i'm one? pretty sure i have had one <laughs> and it happened within like the last three months it was real bad real bad yeah well so now i just started Using a vape pen? Well, I had to go to the vet, and I hate going to the vet, but I only had to go to pick up my Jack Sparrow's medicine because he has vet anxiety, and he gets real vicious. Well, y'all both are anxious. And, you know, they can I was feed already off their anxious. owner and well, their anxiety. I don't take them. Sweepy takes them because I don't like going to the vet because of this reason right here. I'm waiting at the freaking counter and the people in the back should be taking care of animals, but instead, a damn cat is just running loose down the hallways. A loose pussy? A loose <laughs> pussy cat. Oh. I hate it when they get loose I just like could, that. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. And I was just like, why do people even bring their cats to the vets? Mm-mm. Nothing good about a loose cat. At all. Mm-mm. At all. There's zero positive things about that so this whiskey is actually helping me well so thank you i'm glad that you're getting over it um i um yeah i don't know that's good good (laughs) okay where are we going today and what's the story i know this name but i don't know the story well we're not going to target that's for sure because you know nobody's going to target but anyways um, are we drinking bud light I don't think we're drinking Bud Light either, <laughs> and we're not going to target. Or are we? All this, um, the people, uh, we were Basically, at a graduation party. <laughs> we are at a graduation party, and my friends were drinking Bud Light. Oh, and, no. Um, it didn't go over But well. this is how stupid people are, okay? Oh, the person who got mad at them for drinking Bud Light was drinking Michelob Ultra. Which is made by the same company. Yes. But they didn't think it. They, you just think Bud Light. You don't think Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. So you're still supporting <laughs> the company you supposedly hate. And so my friend was like, hey, y'all stop drinking it because I'm just ready for all that shit to go, for the prices to go down and I'm going to buy up a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. So keep yeah. on stop yeah. drinking it. So stop going to Target so the prices will go down so I can go buy all the candles that I still love. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go to the state satanic section you can just go straight to the candles <laughs> and they'll be cheaper because nobody's buying anything 
So we are going, we're kind of going all over. We're going to Connecticut. We're going to a little bit of New York. We're going to the, we're going, we're going to the Northeast. Okay. We're going to the Northeast. You like, I have directions. I know things. I know. Did you confirm that it was the Northeast? Because I can't confirm that for you. I can confirm it. Okay, good. I do know never eat soggy wieners or okay. Wait, never eat sour watermelon. Sour watermelon. <laughs> We've discussed that on like episode five. Or yeah. <sighs> so we are talking about Jennifer Dulos. This is kind of a quick one because of the outcome. But um, Jennifer Dulos, you may have heard about it. It happened a while. It was about four years ago. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about her and uh, her ex-husband, Fotis. Fotis Dulos. These names sound familiar. Jennifer was born in uh, September twenty on September twenty seventh, nineteen sixty eight. She oh that's not what I'm doing. Um, she was born in New York, and her mom like one parent was a banker, one was a philanthropist. I mean, they're kind of already like kind of upper society. Mm-hmm. Jennifer graduated from Brown University wow. in nineteen ninety. Jonathan Moxon? Oh, just wait. She got her master's degree in writing from New York University Tisch School of Arts. But she decided she was gonna be a stay at home mom and make her living as a uh, writing a blog, patch.com. Oh. Did she make a good living on with it? Well, she married into a good living. Oh, she got the MRS degree? She got the MRS degree, girl. <laughs> we have Fotis Dulos. So he was Fotis. born. I can't. I so wouldn't well, be he, able to so get past the name. He's foreign. Okay. So that so you can get past that. So he's not circumcised either. It definitely is, He's definitely not circumcised. Okay. But it did not affect their having five kids. Oh. And now a word from our sponsors. I'm your puzzle pal, and I'm going to tell you about my latest obsession, Wongo Puzzles. These things are the real deal, folks. They're high quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge, but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I've been there. (laughs) And I might still be there. But I got one of these actually for Christmas. I loved it. I did it, and I was so proud of myself. And they have all these cool designs, and you need to go to wongopuzzles.com and use our discount, BHH. You get 10% off, and I really want to know if you'll order one of these puzzles. How would you think about it? Because it's so fun, and I need to order, like, five. Cure hydration. If you are obsessed with your hydration like I am, this may be something good for you. This is something that is so easy Forget about the Gatorade. That just dehydrates you even more. And if you don't like the taste of coconut water, try Cure Hydration. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N, dot A-I slash B-H-H 20. This is vegan. It's no added sugars. It's just a little packet you could put in your water. Or if you're really smart during happy hour, you could put it into your Tito's. It is just as effective as an IV drip. And it's... If you don't not like the taste of water, it's not as boring as water, not as sugary as the sports drink. And if you're an athlete, it'll give you the best performance. Or if you just get brain frog or headaches because you do not stay hydrated. Brain frog? Brain fog. 
The solution is cure hydration. So go to that link, enter the code. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N dot A-I slash B-H-H 20. Cure hydration. So 1967, he is born, and then he grew up in Turkey, or born in Turkey, grew up in Athens, Greece. Okay. Um, and then he moved to the U.S. in 1986. He also graduated from Brown University, got his MBA in finance uh, from Columbia Business School. Wow. And he had his first marriage, and his first marriage lasted four years, um, and he got, they were divorced or separated, I think divorced, yes, by early 2004. So they got married in 2000, divorced early 2004, but he started emailing around with this girl named Jennifer. Okay. Well. Jennifer is a side chick name. She was, and then she became the full chick and so they met they had met at brown and then they met while he was still married with his first wife and then they ended up getting married just a few months after fotis's divorce was final and they got married in august of 2004 so he was divorced in early 2004 they get married in august 2004 And then they moved from Manhattan. They got married in Manhattan and they moved to Connecticut, which is, they're all basically the same place. Because, you know, they're all, yeah, they're smushed together. So they end up having five kids together. They have a set of twins. They named them these Greek Orthodox names, Petros, Theodore, Constantine, Christine, and Cleopatra Noel. Yeah, all those names were on my kids' list, baby names list too. Yeah. Pretty common. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so Jennifer's, she's a stay-at-home mom. She's doing this blog. So they, they get married. It's uh, 2004. And then we're just going to fast forward a few years. Okay. 2012. In March Ooh. of 2012. Um, she starts writing in her blog stuff about her marriage. And she says, quote, I wish I were a strong enough person and that confrontation did not scare and appall me. So apparently they're having... Um, they're they're starting to gradually have marital issues. Tell me and the year they got married again. Two thousand four. Oh, so it's been a little bit. Yeah. So well, because they had five kids. Wait, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, she had five kids in eight years. Wow, that's a lot of. That's babies. a lot of pushing and placentas. And that's and a lot of placentas and that's a lot of babies. Umbilical cord blood. It's a lot. It's a whole. They bunch. drank a whole a lot, lot of blood. Like cutting the. Did the thing and having the bellies and a lot of that's a lot of diapers, yeah. And good thing they weren't around when there was a formula shortage because that's a lot of not not having. They're probably breastfed. Well, yeah, but what if you run out? You got five kids. (laughs) So Jennifer says that Fotis is becoming increasingly independent, and he's like just be not giving her attention and just kind of straying away more and more and more. So obviously this, I know it. Yes. Okay, I watched the Lifetime movie. Yes, now I got yes. it. Okay, yes. so good. You can add anything. He was beautiful on the Lifetime movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> so she ends up filing for divorce in June of 2017. So in 2012, she starts talking about and blogging about how her, her, the, she, I wish I was a strong enough person that confrontation did not bother or scare me. So she's referring to her marriage and to her husband. And that's in 2012. So she's already in fear, kind of, in 2012. Then in 2017, it all just boils over to where she's like, I got to file for divorce. Okay. These are just the details I got. So in that same month, she went to New Canaan. Is that how you say it? New, mm -hmm. New Canaan. New C-A-N-A-A-N. Which is about how it. 70 miles from where they had been living. So she moves there. She rents a house. She takes all the kids. In her divorce documents, oh, yeah. she wrote, quote, I know that filing for I know that filing for divorce and filing this motion will enrage him. I know he will retaliate by trying to harm me in some way. And she also talked about how she believed that he was having an affair with his Venezuelan colleague, mm -hmm. Michelle Traconos. Yes. Okay. So Jennifer alleges that uh, Fotis had threatened to kidnap their children. And if she didn't agree to the terms of, of the divorce settlement, that he bought a gun and basically just kept making threats. Like, agree to the terms or I have a gun. Mm. Mm. So he also claims that he had this gun for like, just home security. But he's also threatening. So they're both filing for divorce. Like, they're filing for different motions. They're claiming that this one's disparaging this one and this one. And it's just your typical, like... Ugly divorce. Ugly divorce. So Jennifer then requests a emergency order for of custody because I don't know how. Okay, they're giving they were given joint custody of the children at the end of the divorce proceedings, but then she requested another emergency hearing, and the judge found out that Fotis had broken like all these court orders. And so in 2018, she was awarded sole custody of the children, but both parents were able to share joint legal custody. Oh, okay. I didn't really know what that meant because I don't, I've, I don't know about sole. And I just thought if you have sole custody, you get to keep the kids. But I guess he maybe can visit them. So it says he was granted supervised visitation and monitored phone calls. Probably because he wasn't dangerous. But in the movie, he traveled a whole, whole lot. So when he was gone, he would have the kids, but he wouldn't even be there with the kids. They'd be like with a nanny or something. Oh, so yeah. she was so just like, yeah, yeah. why it's wouldn't dumb. they be with the mom? So it was like around the same time, February 2018, Jennifer's father died, and her mom ended up suing Fotis for unpaid loans because apparently Fotis uh, owed the father-in-law, Jennifer's dad, $1.7 million that he had loaned him. Okay, so I think this is just part of the, like, contention and, like, mm -hmm. strife that's building up. So, that, th okay, so... 2012, they're having trouble in marriage. 2018, she files for divorce. And now we're on 2019, May 2019. Wow. She, she drops, Jennifer drops all the kids off at school. And then she was seen on a neighbor's security camera 
at 8.05, and that was the last time she was ever seen. She was going from the school to the house, caught on the camera, never seen again. So that same day, she missed two doctor's appointments. Um, it was one at 11, one at 1, and those were in New York City, which I don't know how far Connecticut and New York City are, but I guess it's like... Three blocks over. I guess it's basically next door. <laughs> so later that evening at 7 p.m., a couple of her friends, including their nanny... Um, reported her missing because they're like, okay, she's not showing up to her doctor's appointments. She's not at the house. I'm coming to clean because they're like, these people are really rich and they have this huge mansion house. Yeah. In. So family and friends were like, okay, this is out of character. She's not going to just leave her five kids. And these kids, I think the age ranges at the time were eight to 13. So, I mean, there, there was no reason for her and she already had a, had a feeling. So, the housekeeper is who arrived at the house at 1130 that day. He or the housekeeper told police that she was surprised to see Jennifer's Range Rover was in the garage because she had planned to take the Range Rover to the doctor's appointments. But instead, the Chevrolet Suburban was missing. So it's like, oh, why would she take the Suburban? She normally takes the Range Rover. And now we have... You know, there's mm-hmm. rich people problems, Problems. Right? So, that yeah, that one was missing. So, when the police search the house, they go inside. They find blood spatter on the floor, on the doors, on the walls of the garage. They find it on the exterior of the Range Rover. So, outside of the Range Rover, they find it in the kitchen. They do DNA tests, which revealed that most of the blood was Jennifer's. And there was some blood on the kitchen faucet that was a mixture between both hers and Fotis's. And police find... They keep looking, and they they find other evidence that she was um, assaulted, like a victim. Like she had been. It, it basically there was so much blood in the house that it was very obvious what happened. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like they said. There, from what I heard, it was so much blood that there's no way somebody could be alive after alive. all that blood. But sometimes I do get a paper cut, and it bleeds way more than I thought oh. it should bleed. Now, a word from our sponsors. All right, if you love smoothies or if you love your protein in the morning, you need to get you a Blend Jet. You can do that if you go into blendjet.com. If you enter the code BHH12, you get a discount. And let me tell you, these things are portable. They are easy to use. They can fit in your cup holder. You can have it at home or you can have it in your office like I do. Right this morning, I had my blueberry banana one mm, with it? some chia seed. Was not chunky or anything? It was very smooth. Wow. When I have it in my shaker, it is a little chunky. Oh, so this is wow. a great alternative. I love it. Um, it is battery powered, so all you have to do is plug it in every two weeks, and the battery never runs down. Oh, my gosh. I love battery-powered things. Go to Blendjets and order you a Blendjet and get a discount. Thanks, April, for sharing. Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. 
Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into to your routine. All layered products are also made of all natural whole food ingredients and they are crafted from the highest quality all natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. So Jennifer's Chevrolet was captured again on um, neighbor security cameras at 1025 that morning. Well, that's interesting because she was last seen at 805 on the camera. So it is believed and said that it is Fotis is the one who's in the car driving away uh-huh. and driving the vehicle. And they're saying that her body was in there and that also... What they found were some other items that would be associated with a crime or uh, assault or a murder and a cleanup. So he, I guess, I guess he got the bleach and all the stuff, but he probably didn't go to Walmart and get captured on the video camera like everybody, like other idiot. Does. Yeah. So that same evening, it's like seven thirty. Did I tell you that he had a new girlfriend? Yes, his business partner. Yes. So now, Fotis and Michelle. We'll call her Michelle Tra- uh, Traconis. It's Michelle Traconis. Mm-hmm. We'll call her Michelle. They were captured on CCTV or video footage um, dumping like garbage bags. So there's a bunch of like he's in his truck. Okay, So they were in the suburban. Obviously now they're in the truck. So mm-hmm. he's driving the truck. He gets out and this is on surveillance. He gets out, goes around to the back of the truck, takes something out of the back, puts it in just a plain Random. old trash can. And there's one clip where you see somebody in the front passenger seat open the door and lean over to grab something, like something fell out of the car, and either they're handing it to him or picking it and putting it back up in the car. Then they drive a little further. There's another video of footage of him getting something out of the truck and putting it in another garbage. So he's going, and he's just, like, continuing to drive around and put Mm -hmm. bags of stuff in random trash cans. Oh, did he jump her up? I, I can't well, remember. Okay, well, it's what I would be thinking right now. Right. So all these all these different uh, cameras are catching them do all these things. They say they go through like, I mean, dozens of different trash cans, and they end up finding trash bags in there that had bloody clothing. They had blood stained cleaning items. Blood was determined to be Jennifer's, and Fotis's DNA was found on the inside of a glove in one of the trash bags. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty solid. Yes. I feel like that's pretty solid evidence. And then um, the Suburban was ended up being found on the side of the road abandoned. somewhere. Abandoned. in some place called Wavery Park in New, in New Canaan. Can I? Canaan? Uh, yeah. It's like yeah, Can- West Canaan. Yeah. Uh, which was just about three miles away from where Jennifer was living at the time. So, at the time she went missing, she and 
Fotis were estranged. They were going through the divorce, right? So there's this, and, and also there's the ongoing custody battle, which we know. So police start searching their properties. And there's a property in Farmington and Fairfield County. And then near Fotis's home, they search there. They search near the home. There's no luck. And then they eventually piece together that Fotis actually got to the house that day on a bike. bike and yeah. it says a bike, but is this being a motorcycle? No, it was an actual like Bicycle. 10 speed like bike. Because a road bike. They're like, they saw tire marks. I was like, from a bicycle? Did he like skirt like real hard on the brakes? No. <laughs> uh, they said they saw a bicycle. And so I was like, maybe it was a motor bike. On the movie, it was like one of Literally those 10 like, speed. Did it like had the Toto in the front with the spokes? <laughs> you know, those like handles that like are round. Oh, yes. That- that's like triathlete. Yeah. A triathlete Yeah, But he was also very athletic. Like, he would work out really hard. So, it was normal for him to go on a long bike ride. Yep. There you go. So, yep. He gets up. So, the the police surmised that he he got over there via the bike. There was tire marks and there was other evidence. They believe that he was laying, like, laying in wait, waiting for her to get home. And then he killed her in the garage when she got there after she dropped off the kids from school. Yes. Which I don't know. I, I, do you know more details than that? Where she was or where, if she was in the garage? I mean, he waited. I think he waited until she pulled into the garage and yeah. shut the garage. Uh huh. I guess, right, but, but her then car I was, wasn't in the garage. Well, it was, but I, there was because there's blood on the outside of the car. So it's almost like he probably st- what? I'm and not, he put I his I saw bike. This movie too, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> he put his bike. He put her, wrapped her up, and put his bike in the back of the car too. Of the suburban, yeah, and then when he abandoned it, he had a way to get from the suburban on his bike back home. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. So there's helicopters, canine units, divers. People are searching all over. They're looking for her credit card. There's no credit card activity. There's no cell phone activity as of May twenty fourth. Nothing. Okay. So this was what year? What did I say we were in? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, so now we're still in 2018. Good. Um, and it's June 1st. So this is just a few days. Is that May 24th? Oh, May, wait, May yep. 24th? That was yesterday. That's probably why I typed it. Well, June 1st, 2019. Fotis and Michelle are arrested at a hotel in Connecticut. A hotel? And they're charged with tampering with evidence and hindering prosecution. But there wasn't enough evidence to charge them for any more serious crimes because, well, they didn't have a body. Mm. And the prosecution didn't have enough uh, to to warrant that. Of and to prove that there's seri- a murder. Yes. So, like I said earlier, the Dulos' children were 8 to 13 years old at the time. They were granted f- temporary custody custody to Jennifer's mom, and they moved the kids to New York City, which mm-hmm. was two seconds down the road, I'm sure. So, Fotis hired... I wonder if this is the one he has now. He hired an attorney, and I think before this, and this is leaving out a little bit of the details, but not too much, because he had a couple different attorneys, Um but this one, he had hired this guy named Norm Pattis to represent him. 
And <laughs> it says, in, the, in an interview prior to being hired by FOTUS, Pattis was convinced that Jennifer was dead. And so then Fotis and Michael, I mean, Michelle, they both plead not guilty. But then I'm pretty sure he gets rid of that attorney because he he's like, that's, I don't want, no, that's not what the story should be. You don't need to say that she's dead or something. Oh, okay. Because then in September, so a few months later, they're arrested again. So I guess they're arrested. They get released. I mean, it's just all this back and forth because this guy is loaded and he can, if he has the bond out, he can bond out. Yeah. Not yeah. a problem. So then they get arrested for tampering with evidence. But I can't, why did he owe them all money, though? I thought that, that he was running out of money. Like, he had money, but he didn't actually have, like, it was slowly going away. And so wife was uncovering this. And that's why he owed them all money, and the wife didn't know about it, maybe. Maybe. I didn't look into that, but it could. But it seemed like he still had money, and plus he, well, he probably had all these kids. You know, that's a lot of money. That's <laughs> five kids. So oh, man. now they're arrested again for tampering with evidence and also, again, pleaded not guilty. So I'm pretty sure it's like at this point they've seen the video footage, and they're like, you you have a body or you have something, and you're throwing it in the trash can. That, that So they're considering that tampering with evidence because that's evidence yeah. that they put in the trash can. So then they're after they get released on these first charges, they get bonded out, and then now they're on these different charges. So on October 4th, Fotis appears in court, and he's like, uh, I need to get all these charges dismissed because I didn't do it. Um, so the judge said he would review the arguments, blah, 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 blah. And around this time, Michelle is like, I'm kind of done with this and I'm done with you. So I'm moving out with my daughter and, um, I'm going to move out of your, of our $5 million home that I've been living with. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, I'm done. I'm moving out. She's probably going back to Venezuela because... That's where she's from, and she might need to just go back. She um, ended up moving into their house that they had together, right? Yeah. Because she moved out. Jennifer moved out and got her own yes, place. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because she moved out. She and that was still a beautiful house. Like, it oh, was like a... They're mansions. They're all mansions. Half of a mansion. So, we're in 2020 now. Pre-COVID. We're on in January. We're in January. This was yesterday. Fotis is arrested again by oh. Connecticut State Police. And this time, he's charged with capital murder and kidnapping in relation to Jennifer's disappearance. What happened? What changed? Well, Michelle was also arrested again and charged with conspiracy to commit murder. And Fotis's friend and former attorney. So he had that one attorney that I don't think he liked because he was like, oh, she's dead. And. Uh, I don't remember, remember if this guy was before or after that guy. Okay. His name is K- uh, Kent Mawani. 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 And he was, <laughs> he had also been detained. And it said that he had, oops. He had, he was on his, uh, he was detained on charges of conspiracy to commit murder. Okay. So this is the attorney. The attorney? Yes. So I guess he just was in on it with them. (laughs) What? And 
so Jennifer, so this this former attorney had recently become estranged from his wife because she accused him of spousal rape. Oh. So he's a good guy. Sounds like it. Yeah. And so his wife went to the police and she kind of was like, I feel like I'm I'm scared, I'm in fear that Fotis and Moani are going to work together and they're going to conspire to kill me. Like she went and told police like she was yes. like, we're already worried. So obviously they are just two peas in a pod, this attorney and this Fotis. Okay. So she's like worried that they're going to kill her. And this was after Jennifer disappeared. And they, police discover a shallow grave um, that was at one of the properties that Moani owned. And they found this filled with two bags of lime and a blue tarp. What? But then when police went back with canines. It was gone. It was gone. How did they know? That they said that the items had been removed. So Jennifer's family finally issues a statement because they're like. Why did they leave? That's stupid. At least leave one person there to watch it while you get the search warrant. Maybe they can't. I don't know. Or maybe it takes day. You know, maybe they, I I don't know. Still, you have somebody on surveillance. Well, that's the same thing with Brian Laundrie's. Why did those officers stop watching the house? Because they oh. did stop watching the house mm-hmm. in just enough time for Brian to be able to go to that camping trip and then go to the swamp and kill himself. You know, it's like police departments don't have the money to pay the overtime. And so the police are like, well, I'm going home if I'm not going to get paid. Yeah. Instead of like being DTF. Well, down to fine. I mean, can't be mad about it. Mm. No, I would have to sit on it because... This could be a closure of a case. Somebody's daughter could be in that grave, and now yeah. But think about it—they're doing that every single day. They're like, "Oh, I got to go home to my daughter and my family." It's just at night until the next shift comes. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know how it is. We I just, don't either. We're just talking shit. So, anyways, <laughs> there's an arrest. So Jennifer's family makes this announcement, and they're like, "We're very, we're relieved that there's a charge, but this is just no closure." Obviously, you. They want to bring her back, and they miss her, and they're mourning her. So July, no, July, January 8th, Fotis, his bond was set at $6 million. And he he was released the following day. (laughs) All these checks are about to bounce. (laughs) Released the following day, but he was supposed to return to court within like a month. They gave him, like, February 28th, he was supposed to return to, uh-huh. uh-huh. He was supposed to return to court. Then Michelle comes in, and she makes a statement in May of 2020 saying that it was a mistake to have trusted Fotis, but she maintained she did not know what happened to Jennifer or had no idea where she was, even though we saw her in the car and the truck kind of get out and grab something while husband and boyfriend over here is dumping her body in the trash. She has nothing to do with it. She has no idea. So... Michelle was then let out on bail, and she was scheduled to appear in court a few months after that to face some charges. Moani, this, Moani, Milani, whatever. Moana. Moana was being held on $2 million bond, but he bonded out, or his bond was reduced, and then he was able, able to get out. So they're all out now. They're just on bond. Well, you know what? What, do we, what is the 
What do I hate the most? Oh, what? he kills himself. Do I hate the most <laughs> when these cowards kill themselves? Like Brian Laundrie, go in and, oh, let me just go in the woods and uh, maybe alligator ate him. I don't know. Imagine if Brian Koberger kills himself right now. We will never know I'm details. like, if you're going to do it, at least like. Release all the information. Release the information before you do it. Like what you did. Mm-hmm. Don't leave us with questions. So he didn't show up for his hearing. Police go to his house, find him unresponsive. Is he in the car? Where is he? Yes. He was he had he was inside of his car in the garage with the garage closed, with the hose and the whole vacuum cleaner hose coming from the exhaust pipe into the SUV, doing the whole carbon monoxide and thing. And that's the most that's chicken the most, shit way. Yes, that's the most wimpiest P-word. Yes. P-word-ish yes. way. Like, that's how a female would do it. Yeah. Or Nobody she, should do it take, this way, but well, goodness. Well, typically, a guy's like, A guy's messy. Yeah. 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 He's like, oh, I'm just going to slowly just breathe this air and... Do you just fall asleep? What a poontang. Do you just fall asleep? I think you might. Yeah. I don't know. Because what did they say? He was peacefully sleeping. They found him unconscious. What did you just read? Yeah, unresponsive. Unresponsive. Well, so then they ended up doing CPR. They restored a faint pulse. Faint pulse. Transported him to the hospital. Airlifted here. Here. uh, High doing all kinds of oxygen therapy to try to keep him alive just so his kids can come and see him and say bye or whatever. Five kids go up to him, visit him at the hospital right before he's taken off life support, and they're able to see, uh, which was the first time they saw him since he was accused of murdering their mom. So he's pronounced dead January 30th, 2020. So we don't have any answers. No. No answers. No oh answers. God. He was 52 years old. But, of course, he left a suicide note. Okay. But he was the victim. Yeah. If you are reading this, I am no more. I require... I re- wrote like a girl. I refuse to spend even an hour more in jail for... Something. Something I had nothing to do with. Enough is enough. If it takes my head to end this. Oh, to end. So be it. I feel like I've, but it's hard. It's really blurry. (laughs) To end this, so be it. I want it to be known that Michelle Traconis had nothing to do with Jennifer's disappearance. Okay. Thanks. Neither did Kent Mawoni. (laughs) Oh, never mind those bodies that might have been in his yard. Uh, by the way, <laughs> nobody at all had to do with her murder. We don't know. That looks she like just a woman's handwriting. She was chopped up and she was just discarded, but it was... Uh, nobody. It, she just... Flo- it was like um, a magical... It was some kind of... She just floated. She I did feel that. like Michelle wrote this. Oh, Michelle definitely wrote this because there's no guy who writes like this ever. No. I wonder if they know that. They said, Michelle had nothing. Okay. I asked the state to let me go, I don't know, free of such. To stop harassing my friends. Oh. All right. Do we skip a line? 
<laughs> so let I skip three lines. What does that say? Them. To let them free of any such uh, accusations. I also asked the state to uh, stop, stop harassing, harassing my, my friends. friends. Andrea, Andrea Tubador, Troubadour and Ann Curry. Ann Curry is going to be his next girlfriend. Ann Curry. Uh, God, he's really name dropping here. The are all honorable people. Please let my children know that I love them. I want. I wasn't doing anything to be with them. But unfortunately, we all have our limits. The state will not rest until I rot in jail. My attorney can explain a lot happened within the bags. What what's in the bags? Of the uh, on on Albany Al- Avenue? He can explain oh. what's in the bags? Okay. Ivory Avenue or every anything else is story fabricated by the law enforcement. <laughs> I want to thank all my family and friends I thank that you. stood by me. Something difficult times. Some difficult times above all. And Curry, which is a current girlfriend. I am sorry for letting you down and not continuing to fight. So when... Facts? Is it facts? Photos. 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 This is blurry. So when um, him and Michelle broke up, he went and got another girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's who Ann Curry is. Yes. So it says, in the police report, it states that Fotis's new girlfriend, Ann Curry, was at his home at the... the was at his home the morning of the suicide because they were supposed to go to the courthouse together for his uh, bond hearing or whatever it was. And so, but Fotis was like, oh, we need to drive separately. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Great. Mm -hmm. Let me get my nails done after that. And then she's on the way to the courthouse. She gets a call from his attorney saying, like, where's Fotis? He, I can't get a hold of him. And she's like, well, we drove separately, but he should be on the way. And the lawyer was like, um, I looked up his GPS tracker and it shows that he's still at home. And then the girlfriend apparently realized, oh, shit, what did he do? She calls 911. They go over there and they find that's when they find him in the car. They bust out the window in the garage window and they find him in the car unresponsive. And that's when that happened. So the reason that this story caught my eye is, Why? is because um, it recently came up in the news. What a shocker. Because it's been now four years and Michelle and Mawani have yet to face any trial or anything. But apparently, it's because 2020 and COVID and there was no trials mm-hmm. and everything got backed up. And so, Michelle and Moani are still facing conspiracy to commit murder and tampering or fabricating physical evidence and hindering the prosecution charges. So, they are, I believe it's about to come up mm-hmm. um, because it's, if you even Google um Jennifer Dulos, it pops up. It's like one day ago, one day, like it. So it's oh. like all these, there's something that's going on. I think that on Friday or in a couple of days from now, when we're recording this, oh, tomorrow, last week, um, <laughs> there's supposed to be a hearing with uh, them too, Michelle and her attorney, because he was on news last night 
So what would be the attorney's motive besides he wanted to help out his client because that's his client puts all the money in his I'm pocket? I'm sure they just had this. Th- I'm sure they were like just good friends and he was he was. So just why wasn't he the first attorney wife the same way? I, I, I'm assuming he was. I didn't get clarification because he just came. But I would think he was the first one. And then he's like, oh, well, now you're going to. They're assuming that you're doing something shady, too. Oh, so he got, that so second you got one. the second one. He got the second one. Yeah. Mm. But in 2021 of May, uh, there was a domestic violence bill called Jennifer's Law that was um, passed by the state of Connecticut. And so this law. Oh, was so that affects 17 people. Yes, 17. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Because it was named after her because of another domestic violence situation. Jennifer Magnano. Another Jennifer. Who was murdered in 27, 20, 2007 by her husband, um, who also then committed suicide. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So they... They signed this bill into law for those seventeen people who. But what's the what's the bill? It's just Wait. called Jennifer's Law. It's a domestic violence bill. What is it? What's it going to stop? I don't prevent? know. It's going to stop domestic <laughs> violence. But that's what it has said, and that's what they had told me. So they're, I, they're just, I think they're just like, yeah, we'll pass your law. Let's, that does nothing for should seventeen people. We pass a bloody happy hour law. <laughs> so I guess it means that they'll actually take more action if. On like a first because he or wasn't um, physically abusive. He could. It been. was this, he. No, he wasn't. No. It was more of the coercive, and because he oh. used money against her, so he was, threatened um, her. Like the Australian case. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember their names. Um. So yeah, it was co- coercive control law for so all the seventeen people that live in Connecticut. You can now. Turn in somebody for coercive control. That should be everywhere, actually. Yeah. Wow. It was a pretty good Lifetime movie, too. But I remember it ending and feeling, um, you know, unsatisfied. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Thanks for that. You know, you're welcome. But I will tell you, there's also another unsatisfying yet very intriguing case that's happening right now. It's the John O'Keefe and... Mm -hmm. Tara Reed, maybe is her name. Actress Tara Reed? No, I think it's something Reed. Um, but she, it, it's basically she's being framed for his murder. He was a police officer and he was hanging out with a bunch of other officers and some of them hated him. She drops him off at the house, at, at their house to party and she goes home, but she drives drunk home and she wakes up and her taillight was uh, broken out. And then she goes and she's like trying to call her boyfriend, can't get a hold of him, goes back over to wherever that house was. And they're like, oh, my gosh, look, he's laying there dead in the snow. And she's like, did I hit him? Because her taillight was busted out. uh But it's all these like crazy things that are happening with it. And like the the prosecution. Yes. Because it's a bunch of cops. (laughs) Boston, Boston cops, boss. Wow, wow, wow. So I might do that. Well, I'll talk about that one in the news next time, maybe. Okay, because it's recent right now. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, good story. We've been doing some domestic violent ones here lately too, like a lot of spouses killing spouses. Well, or parents killing the kids because yeah, like litigious stout. 
was. Okay. All right, y'all. Hey, do not forget about the live show. The link is up on the Facebook page. You can DM us. It's on bloodyhappyhour.com. You can find the link there. Um, we are going to be at Cultivate 712. I don't know what title I said last week, but Cultivate 712. It's going to be great. Um, and we're going to add a little bonus for you guys. We have the teaser episode ready for Dirty Chad. We may be recording here real soon. Um, so we will see y'all next week. Go register. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always. BDTF. Bye, yo. Everybody has a story worth telling. I'm Corey Duncan. On Best Story Ever, I take guests that you know through their most unique and captivating stories. The best part? I hear the story for the first time when you do. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Find Best Story Ever on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hola, yo soy Jackie. Y yo soy Jessica. Y esto es Zona del Crimen. podcast donde hablaremos sobre casos de crímenes reales y eventos impactantes que han quedado marcados a través del tiempo. Recuerden que nos pueden seguir en Facebook, Instagram o donde escuches tus podcasts favoritos. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By, By the, the Cover, Cover Podcast. podcast. We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months, and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For <laughs> sure. You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. And we are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.